0: Listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program the one and the only whiskey expert that we have on the show, John Rhodes. John, it's been such a long time, and it's so nice to see you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing, um, I'm doing fine. Surprisingly, uh, especially with a bit of this stuff. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs>
0: well, I'm doing very well. It's great to be back. Um, I don't think I've spoken to you since. Perhaps the end of last year, before uh, before my maternity leave, and before um, I had to work. Oh, yeah! You
1: had an addition to the family. That's <laughs> yes, right. That's All right. right. Yeah.
0: We we are live this afternoon on Facebook. So uh, for our listeners, do join us there if you can. Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio Three. You'll be able to see and hear John there holding up the good stuff. I see you've got a, oh, yeah. a glass of whiskey with you. Um, we're going to be talking about um, whiskey as uh, or, or casks as a as an investment, whether or not uh, that is a good idea. But before we start with that, um, can you sort of talk a little bit more about the, the general palate of Hong Kong? Um, how has it been over the last few years? Um, let's start with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we started doing the retail side of business about six years or so ago. Um, and then those days, it was like, uh, it was early days, really, for Hong Kong and, and single malts, or especially like cast strength whiskeys. Um, and we found there was a lot of teaching. And when we did tasting events, people wanted to learn, they wanted to know more. Um, and the actual events were a little bit more like a, a like a class sort of thing, where you're sitting down, you're actually explaining to people. Um, it, w- it wasn't particularly formal, but there was a lot of stuff to take in for people. Um, and that was even back when we did sh- you know, shows with you. Well, that was a while ago as well. Um, and it was even back then, it was like, oh, you have to explain to people where the flavors come from, and so on and so on. Uh, now, um, now that COVID is, or the restrictions rather, are starting to sort of go away a little bit um, and events can start happening again, Um, we've sort of seen a change in what people want, apart from the fact they actually want to get out (laughs) and just go and enjoy something. They've had enough. They just want to go and have a good
0: time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the palate has changed. Um, When we did uh, one of our first tastings after quite a long time, we made it for peated whiskey. And if you remember, peated whiskey is is very, it's medicinal, tends to be very medicinal. Um, And that's the key characteristic of it. We had a, a really—I wouldn't say an overwhelming response, but it was—it was amazing how many people went for it. Whereas before, it would be something that we'd put into, let's say, we did a tasting of five different whiskies, um, and we'd put in—you know—traditionally, I'd put in a, a peated whiskey at the end because it's such a strong flavour. Now we're just doing like it's nothing but peated whiskies. Uh, so there's there's been a change in like how people have cottoned onto it, and how many people actually really love the stuff. Um, which is quite interesting to watch. I think it's happened in a relatively short space of time. Um, And I put that down to the fact that people used to, or they have been used to using their palates through uh, basically no duty on wine for the previous 15 odd years or so. Um, So they got used to like nosing and tasting and learning. And so that's that's what we see. And even the characteristic of the actual uh, tastings, you know, as they happen. I'm doing far less explaining, I, you know, I like the history side of things, but there's just far less explanations it's, uh people are just actually sitting there and just having a chat, which is kind of what it's about. You know, it's whiskey, it's, it's a very social sort of thing. So that's, yeah, it's been interesting watching all that happen and change.
0: Yeah. And it must be, I mean, people must be so sort of eager for tastings and, and these events to happen again because of COVID and be, because being you know mm. stuck at home and, and social distancing and all the rest of it. Um, it must be nice. But at the moment, there are still restrictions. So tastings and stuff are happening, but not happening on a large scale.
1: No, no, there's always going to be small scale. Um, I mean, we've always done it like that for us. So it's, it's never really been such a big deal. But um, unfortunately one of the things that we're not or not that's not gonna happen this year is the Hong Kong Whiskey Festival. Um oh. hoping that it was gonna happen in November. Uh but it's just uh, there's still gonna be too many restrictions. Um it's it's I mean it's nice to see the rugby sevens Now uh, you know that's that's gonna be taking place. Um I don't know what really I'm not quite sure what the format is for the audience, let's say. Um I, I think eighties. they
0: can drink at the stands, but they can't eat at the stands. So they... Yeah,
1: and you have to put your mask on between sits. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to demonstrate that. Yeah. <laughs> it just like a silly I, idea. I, to I me, think we get <laughs> the
0: idea. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's good luck enforcing that, and I do feel. Uh, I already feel sorry for the guys who are going to have to enforce that in the south stand. Good luck to them.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so difficult, is Like
1: yeah right. no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing that happen
0: somehow <laughs> we'll see how that yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how that that unfolds um, so the yeah. topic uh, that you're going to be talking a little bit more about is um, casks and whether or not they make for good investments um, first of all um, actually John I want to pick your brain about casks um, whiskey mm. casks should they be I've been uh, doing some um, I was looking for some images for the Facebook page before our program and I I saw some that were stored horizontally and i saw some that were stored vertically um and and it just made me think is there a correct way to be storing whiskey costs is it better for the alcohol to store it one way or the other or does it make a difference
1: there is a bit of a difference um i don't know why i i'm trying to think why um if you store them let's say uh Flat, you know, so if yeah. the cask is like, yeah. like horizontally that, than standing up, yeah, yeah, yeah so horizontally, um, then basically, I think you get a bit more air surface, uh, surface air inside the cask, uh... and possibly, I would say, I'm guessing that is, but there is definitely a difference. Uh, they store them vertically because those ones are really uh, usually massive warehouses, uh, or people just it's easier to handle if you can put, um, let's say, on a large pallet. Uh, you can put one, two, three, or, or four casks, depending on the size of the cask. Um, but it's just easier to handle. Whereas if you've got them on the sides, you have to, you, usually you never go up more than three rows. So you get a sherry butt, which is like a 500-litre cask, and they're, they're huge. Um, and then on top of that, you'll get maybe another sherry butt, but usually it's like a, a hogshead, which is about half the volume. Um, and you get two rows of those, and they're just like, oh, how, do, how do I say, when you see them, You see a typical whiskey warehouse and they're just like so, like that. You get a whole woes like that. Um, And it's it's just the ease of handling, more efficient use of warehouse space, uh, things like this. But you definitely do get a nicer, I think you get a nicer product if they've been sitting on their sides.
0: Okay. And presumably you can reuse um, casks as well. Is there a limit to how much you can reuse it until it sort of, you know, um, like sherry casks, for example, I don't know. Is there a, a number of times you can reuse it before it, it doesn't taste of anything?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think you can reasonably use a cask twice depending on how many years you use it for. Uh, oh. Sherry casks are so expensive now that people, they tend to get used uh, a few times. Um,
0: Only? More oh, as a finishing. Forgive me, well, they, I, I they thought get, you could they get, use it like yeah, 20 times or something.
1: Uh, well, no, because then uh, you you've kind of lost the, the yeah. let's say the the sherry characteristics because uh, that's a lot of that is inside the wood. Um, you, you can't oh. really use it twenty times. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can use them. But, I mean, like for example, like this thing here. It's made from a, you know, made from the barrel, uh, uh, the stay, and I'd say this thing's probably around about sort of at least thirty years old, um, looking at it. Um, so you know, they do get used for a fair length of time. Uh, but in terms of the number of times, not that many.
0: Okay, okay, oh, interesting. Right. So do they make for good investments?
1: Ah, well, why would you buy a cash? I mean, usually there's about three different things. Uh, one, very commonly is uh, people want to lay down a cash for, let's say if they've had a, a kid. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, in eighteen years' time or twenty one years' time, this is going to be available. Uh, and that's that's quite common. Um, And that's probably the best way of doing it, um, I would say, in terms of you're not really looking for uh, money back. However, what you do have to be aware of is you could possibly be labelling or leaving somebody with uh, a huge duty to be paid on the contents because they sit inside a duty-free warehouse. uh, And when, let's say, at the end of 21 years, you have to uh, bottle or you're going to bottle the thing, um, you've got to pay duty on it. And that can be a bit pricey, plus the actual bottling. So you have to be aware that that's what you're doing. How um, much duty you are leave... you talking
0: about? Like 10% or 20%? Or it just uh, depends? What's it? The
1: UK? Well, if it's, yeah, if it's Scotland, I think it's something like 27 pounds per litre of pure alcohol. So if you've got a cast that's 50% alcohol and 50% other liquid and, and flavor, you know, whiskey, let's say, um, then it's 50% of that is going to be dutiable uh, right. for it. So 50% alcohol out of 100 litres, uh, you're going to pay 50 litres worth at £27 per litre. Wow. Uh, so that's that's uh, whatever that comes to. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the bottling costs as well and things like that. Uh, however, by that time, I think, you yeah, know, your past caring, whoever's got it must has. some. <laughs> 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 but yeah but the people do yeah they do do that and it is worth it um, and, of, and like, they okay, get
0: stored everything. overseas say in Scotland or in the UK or wherever you buy that oh concept. yeah no
1: it's, it's all stored in Scotland uh, if you're talking about Scotch yeah if it's from Wales of course in Wales uh, England in England Ireland in Ireland can, uh, can yeah.
0: you buy more locally like can you buy in, in Asia say for example in, in India or in Taiwan is that common
1: not I've not uh, heard of that? I know some people have managed to get, uh, let's say, essentially like a private bottling from somewhere like Taiwan or Japan. You they'll buy a whole cast and they'll work with one or two suppliers. But that's fairly rare. Uh, Scotland really still is the place to uh, that is much more uh, easily achievable and, and reachable. Uh, places like Taiwan and Japan, and you, India as well, um, it's it's a bit more difficult. Uh, yeah, very difficult, I would say. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, if there's anyone out there that can help me, give me a call.
0: <laughs> yeah, because um, I remember we talked a little bit more about boutique um, bottles, but those are probably just individual bottles rather than actual whole casks where you have to probably work with the manufacturers.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing that we get onto, right, is um, another reason why casks, and this is where we've been a bit more active with in Hong Kong, um, is basically buying a cast for a private label. Um, so we did one for a certain local Hong Kong Scottish rugby team, uh, club, um, and then a couple of alumni, uh, you know, a couple of alumni groups um, and a uh, actually a, a couple of watch companies. Um, so, you know, they, they buy these things and it goes with their own private label. They don't sell them. Uh, they just, they, usually it's a gift or within the, it's just within the club. Um, so, you know, we've done sort of stuff like that and that's, that's actually quite common as well. Um, so that's, that's, that's another reason why cash get uh, purchased. Um, and then uh, finally, yeah, it's, there's an investment side to it. Uh, that's, that's really taken off in the last, especially in the last three years. Um, and, and I have to put in a little disclaimer, I'm not a financial (laughs) advisor uh, or anything like that. Yes, Um, that's true. uh, Yes. You know, um, but it's in terms of whiskey, yeah, uh, you will get a return. Um, I think in the earlier days of people selling casks, you had ridiculous claims going around, sort of like, oh, you only 500% returns and things like that. People were sort of touting these as a uh, a thing where you're going to make that kind of money. It's like, well, maybe if you bought a cask bomb, say, I don't know, 15 years ago, and that would be bottled in the 19 uh, sorry put down in the 1980s and 90s when all casts were really cheap, um, and then you'd have made quite a significant return. Uh, but then, of course, everything's gone popular in terms of whiskey. Uh, whiskey within, let's say, for example, within within the USA, and I'm starting to see casks being offered uh, of of bourbon casks as well. So we're starting to see some of those coming in uh, to the market for for sale. Um, so whiskey just seems to be a Constantly growing thing. Um, I think in the next, at the moment, global whiskey industry is worth about it's just over sixty billion billion pounds, and by about twenty twenty seven estimates go from around about seventy five up to eighty five billion. So that's that's quite a big increase. Um, however, as as with anything, there's always a little warning there. Um, you know, take a look at what happened in the nineteen eighties. There was an overproduction and um, and a lot of distilleries got shut down closed down just because there was overproduction um those distilleries that are closed down now are uh, some are being resurrected but some of their original bottlings are going for like unbelievable money um an example is brora which is in the northeast of uh scotland it's about an hour and a half, and a half north of inverness uh, on the east um now brora uh, they, it got shut down, but a bottle of 50-year-old uh, got sold for 54,000 um, pounds not that long ago. Ooh, uh, and then wow. in terms of, yeah, so they, it's just absolutely, that's you know, nuts. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, <laughs> it's a half a million Hong Kong dollars. Um, you know, I'm desperately hoping someone will buy another bottle and just bring it and pop it open and we can share. <laughs> um, and, and if you are out there, you know who to call. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, what was the other thing? So that, in terms so of that distillery
0: day. got shut, it got shut down, and all those bottles were sort of not in demand back then, and now it's selling at a, such a oh, yeah. premium. Uh, it's, wow. it's
1: it's it's crazy, um, And including on the cask side. I think about a month ago, one of the distilleries on Islay uh, called Ardbeg, one of their casks from 1975 was sold to a private collector in Asia, Um and that went for 16 million pounds for one cast. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, you know, the, it's, it's completely nuts. I mean, Ardbeg back in the day was nothing special, but it's, it's now owned by LBMH. Um, and it's it's become a little bit of a cult kind of, Distillery, uh, yeah. and this thing just has to. It,
0: distillery, yeah. good, good way of describing it is, it
1: is, it, <laughs> it is, it is, it is. It is, it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's
0: gone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, how many liters typically are, are in a cask, or how many bottles can you get from a cask? Um. I
1: mean,
0: just depends on how.
1: Let's say if it's a sherry butt, you get it 500 liters out of it when it's basically if you're filling it up to to the brim, um, and a hogshead which is about half the size, 240 litres, I think. So about uh, 200
0: like to 500 bottles per cask.
1: Well, let's see. Yeah, really, now this is where it depends on how the ageing oh, has does evaporate? Yeah. Yeah, and it depends where it sits in the warehouse. Um, some warehouses, you know, they've got pallets that are eight casks high. So at the top of the warehouse, it's a lot warmer. Down below, it's obviously cooler. Uh, I don't know if they have an actual thing of rotation. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think they do Uh, so it kind of depends where it is quality of the barrel Uh, so sometimes you get a let's say a hogshead that originally had maybe maybe say 240 odd litres in there uh, and that would have gone down to you know so that that equates to about 380 bottles or or something like that Um, that would probably go down to about 300 roughly about 300 bottles Mm -hmm. after about 10 12 years Uh, But sometimes it goes down to about 240. Uh, It really depends on, uh, yeah, how it is uh, and how it matured and and so on. And that's something you can't control uh, particularly um, because there's about 18 million casks sitting in Scotland at any one time. So when you buy these things, you don't know where it is a lot of the time. Uh, It's it's in the system. Um, And, uh, yeah, you can't always tell where it is. depending on who you're buying it from and so on
0: yeah is there sort of an inconsistency with the tastes as well just depending on what batch you you, you have so if you're paying oh, you yeah. money you you just don't know what you're getting sometimes until you open it yeah it. Uh,
1: you, you you yeah exactly uh, I mean you when you do that if you do buy a, a cat you actually want it for for yourself or you want a bottle it or whatever mm. in an ideal world you'd uh, you get a sample from it you, know, you, you take a little sample from it but to get that sample is actually quite a lot of hassle. Uh, so if you have a warehouse, 20,000 casts, yours is in there somewhere. You say, well, I'd like a sample. So they have to get it out, uh, remove a sample, and you have to go through all the paperwork with Her with, um, majesty's government and the duty uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so just getting a small sample actually can cost quite a lot. Um, and it just takes forever. And they hate doing it because you have to, look for a cast out of 20,000 I mean don't don't know where it is but it's just that whole thing so it's not you know it's not this sort of like romantic little warehouses that you think of and get pictures (laughs) of and oh I can go and visit my cast it's like no (laughs) instagramable mostly you don't yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um so yeah it's that's like that uh but in terms of like just buying yeah yeah
0: that's so interesting Scotland sucks yeah but John, with with any like with any investments, I mean, there could be a potential bubble. Um, is there such thing as a whiskey bubble? And, and you know,
1: well, they're calling it the whiskey lock, and it's building. Um, but
0: Would it just seems be a, to be there's just such cash. a strong demand.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know, that is what happened in the eighties. Um, whiskey is such a long cycle uh, kind of product uh, that anything that happens, it it always happens on a long cycle um so i i don't know uh i think if people continue you know let's say as the world comes out of covid can, you know as long as they're continuing to drink it then there's always going to be um
0: a demand. an increase
1: in the value yeah, yeah there's always going to be a demand for the cask uh certainly asias there's a very strong demand
0: yeah um, didn't they yeah. say also during COVID people were drinking more alcohol? Did Did you notice that there was sort of an increase in, in sales, <laughs> or was a trend where people just sort of buying more um, alcohol? I, I mean, it doesn't have to be whiskey. I, I know you're also. Um, I think generally alcohol, yeah. Beer. Okay.
1: Yeah, gin was very strong, uh, and it still is, um, and that's that's still growing. Yeah, certainly, a lot of people are drinking that. Um, oh. Personally, for me, my consumption sure, yeah, went up. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, it sort of just happened. Yeah. Um But um, yeah, it did. I think you know, alcohol sales did go up uh, in pretty much everywhere. I think uh, for all of that. As to now, I don't know. Hong Kong is inevitable. Uh, well, it, it's a little bit out of step with what's happening with the rest of the world in terms of how it's handling COVID. Um, so I don't know how things are going to you know, turn out. Okay.
0: Um,
1: Finally,
0: we'll John, um, we mentioned just now. You know, sometimes when people have children, they'll invest in a cask or something, so that you know, in 21 years' time, 18 years' time, whatever. Where can where can people do that? Do you go online? Are there sort of companies that help you manage it? Because it's you know you're doing yeah, all, yeah, all of this remotely. Yeah, There are there's,
1: there's com- there are companies. I mean, we're 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 doing it, um, and but there there are companies that do it. Um, you have to be uh, just be sensible, you know, in terms of what your expectations are, uh, and then they can advise you. Um, and then look around and see how many, see who's offering what and that, and for how much and what kind of returns that they say they're going to do. Uh, but if you're buying it for like uh, one of your one of your kids, um, then it's just like okay, uh, try and get something where you know what the barrel is uh, if it's a if it's a first fill barrel, uh, that's that's always a good thing to have um, rather than second fill. So, you know, the first time use for for whiskey. Um, those are, are more desirable. Uh, if it's a second fill, the cask is more tired. You're not going to get such as good a product out of it um, after 10 years or 15 years or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you, you look out for things like that.
0: Great. Well, John, thank you so much for your very knowledgeable sharing with, with our listeners this afternoon. Remind us once again, how can we find out more about you? Um, have you got a Facebook where we can find out more about Cascals?
1: Uh, we do. Uh, yeah, it's just Cascals on Facebook and Instagram, um, or just chug along to the website or just pop down to the basement of the peninsula. Um, I'm here a few days a week,
0: uh, Excellent. Yeah, uh, yep.
1: Or look out for tasting events. You know, we, we're, we're posting up. We're going to do a blind tasting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do a blind tasting. Uh, that's, they're quite good fun. Uh, we just don't tell them what we're going to put in there. And no one has any idea. They can't even tell the color of the, of the whiskey because uh, we're using uh, special glasses. Wow. Uh, so that they're, they're always good fun. Uh, I, yeah, I like the fun aspect of it. And then I can just choose what I want to put in.
0: <laughs> and then nobody <laughs> so, will know. Surprise. <laughs>
1: Well, they'll find out at the end of it. You know, we'll do the reveal, um, but that's that's going to be the next one that we're going to Excellent. Do. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that should be fun.
0: Yes, yeah, soon. I hope Hong will well, open up very soon, and we'll be able to enjoy all the things we we, we used to, and and have yeah. tastings uh, and whatnot. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time once again, John, and chat to you next time. Bye for now. Right. Cheers, Maureen. Bye. Bye.